The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. And get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Check that out. Send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter at Fred Fowler, if you are. At A.J. is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Missed the first hour. A lot of talk about the uh, the two championship games, and then we transitioned into uh, a little bit of Deshaun Watson there at the end, which uh like to continue here. We'll get into the matchup a little bit uh, in the Super Bowl here, an early look at that uh, at some point this hour. Lance Zarline is supposed to join us. I'm sure he'll have some uh, insights as well. At this point, do you care if the Texans keep Deshaun or not? Well, and this, this is going to be the controversial thing. I make the deal with the Jets right now. I uh, before I hire a head coach, so he knows what he's coming into, or at least tell the head coach, "Look, we're moving this guy." I heard John Granado ask this morning to rank these in the likelihood uh, that they happen. The Texans hire B enemy, and Deshaun stays. The Texans hire B enemy, Deshaun goes. The Texans hire someone besides B enemy, and Deshaun stays. The Texans hire someone besides BNME and Deshaun goes. How do you rank those one to four? Uh, I think they'll hire someone other than BNME because I just don't trust him. So, uh, but I think the he stays for that is pretty low. Like probably uh, number four, right? Yeah, I think it's number four. Uh, I, I Listen, I, I hope that BNME is the guy. I hear nothing but great things. I, it's time for him to get an opportunity. Uh, but I would also... When I'm interviewing him, tell him, listen, we, if we can't fix this thing with Deshaun, here's what we're going to do. We got this deal with either the Jets or the Dolphins. We're going to bring in a bunch of talent. And, you know, we're going to give you a little more room because obviously you're not expecting to win as, win as fast without Deshaun Watson. I'm at the point where, and, I, and I'm, gonna, I'm telling you now how this is going to play out. You can save this, Aaron. They'll hire the enemy. Watson will... You know, they'll work it out with Watson, and he'll come out and say, oh, I never said I wanted to be traded. That was never me. When it's his guys leaking all the stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and okay, fine. If, if, if that wasn't me, that was my personal quarterback coach who said that. <laughs> oh, that was an unnamed source. You guys got to quit believing unnamed sources. Yeah, because they're your unnamed sources. So I, I, I think that's the most likely scenario to happen. So that has been, uh, you know, and that, that's the thing, and, and that's, I think EB's been hired for weeks. Just can't say anything. I think that's a possibility, too. It is possible. And, I, and, and that's what I was kind of getting. But you'd also think they'd tell Deshaun and maybe yeah. try to throw some water on this thing. Well, maybe, and maybe they have, and maybe he's. Maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, I, I mean, again, these, these anonymous reports about what Deshaun is thinking are kind of useless because he hasn't said a word. And until he does, until he comes out and says something, and, and if the Texans hire the enemy, and Watson doesn't want to be here. I'll I'll still make that trade. I feel like I feel like you got a good coaching prospect. I'm going to give him an extra year because you know next year is going to be a total reset. 
But you could also turn that around pretty quickly. If you hit on your draft picks, you know, and we don't know how Nick Casario is going to draft. But if you basically, if the Jets basically send you four ones and two twos, I'm taking that right now. Yeah. When that when that phone call comes in, I'm saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm Nick Casario or Nick. Just call me Nick, like Cal does. It's like, yeah, I'll I'll take that deal. I'm going to try to throw in some other stuff. I'm going to ask for Quinton Williams. I'm going to try to throw in Whitney Merciless's contract. But that's a package I would take without that. <clears throat> and I would do that right now. Five oh five on the nose. Uh, Rappaport says the Texans will interview Leslie Frazier tomorrow for his second interview. They'll interview David Culley for his second interview on Wednesday. And Jim Caldwell's already met with Houston twice as well. Okay. I feel like Caldwell is in the running for OC. Okay. So here, here's, here's a good deep conspiracy theory, theory for you. That if they already have an agreement with the enemy, the reason they're interviewing Caldwell and McCown and people like that is for other coaching positions on the staff. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Uh, here's the other thing. I don't, I don't know. This is maybe unfair for me to speculate, but yeah. So I'll, instead of me speculating, I'll ask you guys in the form of a question. That way it's not me speculating. Okay. Who is Alex Trebek? Does it feel to you guys like suddenly the Texans are required to hire a black head coach? Does it feel like the pressure is on them? Like I don't I don't know. Um I don't think so. But Okay. Well I I'll I'll I, yeah, I although I mean honestly I, Leslie Frazier doesn't excite me. Uh, I, and I know, I think if he'd had more time in Minnesota, maybe he'd have done a better job. But uh, I, I, I'm not crazy about that hire. Jim Caldwell, I could warm up to eventually. Uh, but if I'm if I'm picking the coach, like I said, the enemy is my first choice. My second choice would probably still be Matt Eberflus. Well, or I, Joe Brady. Did you they, read uh, Aaron Wilson's thing today? I did not. They they seem to feel like there's pressure on the Texans. What's that? Uh, that group called uh, Fritz Pollard. Fritz Pollard group. Is it Fritz or Pollard that's kind of the jerk? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that either Fritz or Pollard is in charge of the organization. Oh, okay. Because I think one of them's a nice guy. You know, one of them's good cop. One of them's bad. Good cop. cop. Bad cop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it it almost and. I, I think that the best candidate is a black guy. So for that reason, I hope they do hire a black guy. That said, I hope they don't hire him because he's a black guy. Yeah, like that—that that would be that—that that would set a, a bad precedent. Like, I just hire the best coach. Luckily, in this case, I do believe Eric Bieniemy is the best option. I—I I, I think that's the case. I hope they hire him. But if like if if it doesn't like if you. If they, for whatever reason, decide the enemy's just not a fit for us, or Leslie Frazier's just not a fit for us, then they go, well, I guess it's Jim Caldwell then. I I think that's a pretty big mistake. Hmm. Like to say, and I get the Texans, even though I don't think it's fair that the Texans have a reputation as sort of a racist organization. They got, you know, there's some, some leftover 
Bob McNair, Dwayne Brown type beef uh, inmates running the prison prison stuff that makes people on the outside think that. But let's remember that this this team had a black GM for most of its run. I mean, they they had a black GM for a long, long time. Um, you know, there's not there's there's some teams in the NFL who have still never had a minority GM. So that that's a tough sell for me. Romeo Cornell was the was the interim coach, black guy. Is he? But he's black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Believe it or not. So, but I do feel like maybe nationally there's some sort of stigma that the Texans are a bit of a racist organization. And if they bow down to that, I think that'd be a mistake. Hopefully they just hire enemy and they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. They get the yeah. they get the best coach and they satisfy anyone who's out for blood if they don't hire a black guy. But I was reading that today going, Oh, it just feels like they don't really have much of a choice here. Like right. if you're a white guy, oh, we're gonna have to take you off the list. Like if Matt Everflew's called today, they'd have to be like, Listen, Matt, we like you a lot, but uh then, it's just it's not it's just not gonna work out for us. Why'd you interview Josh McCown then? I don't know. Well, this was before everyone else got hired. At the time, at the time, no, like once the other six openings, zero of them went to black head coaches. Fair or not, it kind of left all the weight on the Texans' shoulders. Hmm. It would really help if Robert Sala was black, but he's not. He's uh, he's one of your people. Well, that's still a minority. Well, if I'm the Texans and I wanted, to, if I decide I want to hire a white guy, I'm bringing that up. Listen, we decided that since this will be a real good look for Cal. We decided that since the Jets hired a minority coach, that we were okay hiring a whitey. Would well, that be? Would that yeah, be a good? You, you got to slow it down. We were we, okay as an organization. Durr. Decided that. <laughs> so I won't put it past the NFL to be currently applying some pressure to them and telling. Well, I think them, it's media pressure even more well, than the I, NFL. Having talked to somebody who I used to uh, go back with. Not even a source, but somebody who had been around in a couple of NFL circles before said, yeah, it's not going to surprise me if Goodell got on the phone with Cal and said, you need to be very careful about who you pick as your next head coach because the other six coaches were not black. Now, if this is happening, we're going to find out about it in four years. Somebody's going to leak it, especially if whoever they hire, if it's Caldwell or Frazier, if they go in and they tank, and in four years, they're gone. Somebody in the organization is going to leak this. The only reason we hired this guy was to appease the NFL. Who looks worse if that happens four years down the road? The NFL for pressuring the Texans or the Texans for giving into that pressure? I, that's the question. I, I mean, I, I don't know. That, yeah, I have no idea. But you don't think that somebody in the organization, somebody higher up who's gotten their ass reamed enough times will go will leak to the media? Yeah, the only reason they brought in Leslie Frazier is because... Like when it, when Jack Goodell Easterby finally gets to. canned, like when it's a yeah. total disaster. I, I well, don't know. It is a bad look for the league, though, because any excuse that you give me, uh, it's, oh, well, he doesn't call plays. Uh, did Matt Campbell call plays in New Orleans? No, he did not. Did Tony Soprano call plays for the Colts? No. That's Frank Reich, man. And, I mean, you could have the same questions about guys like that. They got jobs. I You know, I don't know. And, and then somebody said, I don't think Eric – should even consider the job in Houston. He's on a talented team with an explosive offense. Andy Reid has maybe two to four years left and then take over for him and keep the Chiefs' kingdom going. I, I, that sounds like wishful thinking Chiefs fan. The truth is there's only 32 of these jobs, 
And if he gets offered one, especially since he's now been through, what, 10 interviews? I think the guy's going to take it. Yeah. And I think he should, man. I mean, nobody... I mean, there are guys who are happy being coordinators. Usually, they're guys who are coordinators. They wind up being head coaches. They fail. They go back to coordinator. And it's like, okay, you know what? This is what I'm meant to do. If a guy's never been a head coach and his name's out there as much as this guy's, then, yeah, I mean, you're taking the job. And from what I understand, there are a couple stories today that both he and Leslie Frazier have already put together a list of staff, yeah, potential staff, which uh, tells me... A couple things. Actually. Can I say the bright side of this is whatever pressure there is on the, the the Texans, like if they if they were like if they did hire Matt Eberflus, it'd be hard to to really fault them because he's a he's a qualified candidate. What it will prevent them from doing is hiring a guy like Josh McCown, who's not qualified and also white. Yeah, like that would be there would be. You know, from the rafters, people would be screaming, well, that's racist. You hired a guy who's got no experience, no idea what he's doing over a very well-qualified black man, multiple well-qualified black men. That, so I think that is taken off the table by this. So I hope so. I mean, I do too. I, God, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I Honestly, I just want to see him hire Eric Bieniemy. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at, at least it's the right thing to do whether Watson's here or not. And I think the guy has a chance to be a really, really good coach. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this, watching him yesterday, you saw him and Leslie Frazier head-to-head. Well, you saw Andy Reid and, and Leslie Frazier head-to-head. Yeah. But Eric Bieniemy was standing right there next to Andy Reid. And they, they made Leslie Frazier look bad. Leslie Frazier was not ready for what they brought. So... I, I think Bienemy is the most qualified guy. I, I I hope that they hire him. I'm just saying I hope they don't. I hope they don't hire him because he's a black guy. They or I, I also hope they don't qualify him just to appease Deshaun Watson. Like I hope that they decide this is the best guy for our organization. Yeah, because Deshaun may leave anyway. Well, I I, I want to get I want to get back to that because I I think it makes sense to to make that move regardless, even with a new coach. Um. Uh, but uh, we'll put the brakes on that for now. Um, new brakes is the place to go if you uh, need to get your brakes fixed, and you need to you, you, your car's not stopping or your your car's squeaking or grinding, and you're like, man, I don't have time to go and sit in a shop right now or a dealership. Well, that's why you go to newbrakes.com because they come directly to you. They're a mobile brake repair service. They're convenient. They're twenty to fifty percent more affordable than shops and dealers. So if you're at your office right now, they can come do it there. If you're at home, they can come do it there. You need to send them to do a family member's break, so they'll go take care of that too. So if your mom or grandmother or granddad need their brakes fixed, send new brakes to them. Go to newbrakes.com, and you be R-A-K-E-S.com, and they're going to get right back to you with a transparent surprise-free repair quote. You mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off your service. You're going to get a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. You're going to get quality work that's done by really good people. Newbreaks.com and U B R A K E S dot com. Mention ESPN ten percent off. This is the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five.
Hey guys, it's AJ Hoffman. Stop looking all over for high quality windows and siding at an affordable price. Do like I did. Call Allstate Windows and Siding. Allstate Windows and Siding replaced my old windows with exemplary customer service and high quality products. It enhanced the appearance of my house and increased the energy efficiency of my home. Take advantage of their specials right now. 25% off windows or buy 10, get two free. $2,000 off complete siding jobs. Home and virtual appointments available. Family run for four generations. 832-204-1936 or allstatesidingandwindows.com. We interrupt your top 40 hits to issue this alert from the Carbach Brewing Company. In our efforts to brew our distinct and popular Hopadillo IPA, we have unwittingly created a monster. A monster with an insatiable thirst. A monster that will not stop until it gets what it wants. An ice-cold Hopadillo IPA. Just like the one I'm holding in my hand. Bold. Flavorful. Dry-hopped. Irresistible. Go. Sweet Mary! Hopadillo. Find it before it finds you. Bravely brewed in Texas by the Carbach Brewing Company. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Court is back in session, where the judge wears stripes, and both teams are ready for a heated debate. No objections, no filibusters here, only fast-paced, in-your-face basketball. Catch all the action right here on the Texas A&M Sports Network. Texas A&M LSU, Tuesday at 7.30 on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. It looks like Texans want to hire Frazier so they can keep their current offensive coordinator, which they're blocking from interviewing from other jobs. Uh, I don't know exactly how many jobs that dude would be interviewing for as an offensive coordinator. If they did block him, it was probably the Titans. That'd be the only yeah. possibility I would see there. But you hold on to him until the coaching staff comes, a new coach comes in, decides if he wants him. If not, see you. Uh, but I, I don't like, I mean, the idea of hiring Leslie Frazier and then keeping Kelly as an offensive coordinator is, is almost as bad as just not even firing O'Brien. Yeah, whoever, like, if Tim Kelly is the deciding factor on who your head coach is, your organization screwed anyway. I, I like Tim Kelly fine, but that can't be what decides who, who. Like that cannot be the final factor on who you who you hire. It doesn't make sense. Let's uh, get Renee on. Been very patient. What's up, Renee? Sports, fella. Sports to you. Hey, uh, quick question: If the Houston Texans would have trade off Deshaun Watson and we get a first round pick and a draft. Would uh, Zach Wilson be a good fit? And now listen, thank you. I, I mean, A, I would hope that they get way more than just one pick. Yeah, yeah. But they, B, I, I don't know. that, And that's I, I'd like to talk to Lance about that. I'm not crazy about Zach Wilson, but I've said it already. 
besides Trevor Lawrence, I would not take a quarterback in the first round of this draft. I don't like any of these guys enough to say, I believe that's the man. I, I don't like Fields enough. I don't like Wilson enough. I don't like Trey Lance. Uh, I, I don't like Kyle Trask. I don't like Mac Jones enough to be a first round pick. I, I I would just I I would be out on it personally. I know. I mean, obviously, if the Texans traded Deshaun for the second pick in the draft, they wouldn't be able to just say, "Ah, eh, no thanks." Which is why, to me, any deal you do with the Jets would need to include Sam Darnold. Any deal you do with the Dolphins would need to include Tua. Yeah, unless you unless you like one of those guys better than Darnold or. Tua, which you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm not as high on those guys either. You know, well, my, here's, here's, my opinion is none of those guys should go in the top five, other than Lawrence, especially in Darnold's case, though, because Darnold is at the point of his contract where he can be a stopgap. So if you want to draft one of those guys and not play him right away, you can play Darnold this year, a guy who's got some experience in the NFL, and or you can at least have a legit QB competition to see who should be the starter. With I, I mean, Tua, to me, none of these guys besides Trevor Lawrence, I would rather have than Tua. So, I, I mean, personally, I, w- I would rather have that deal because I think because then you can use that other pick, that third pick, on something else. Which well, the Texans have plenty of else that needs to be fixed. Yeah, uh, and, you know, to that point, that's the guy I would, I would be more interested in than Darnold, mainly because, and I know a lot of people, oh, I'm not impressed with him. Well, keep in mind, he missed... He was injured. He had no offseason. He had no offseason. Had a major surgery. And basically got thrown in halfway through the season and wasn't great, wasn't bad. Uh, but, you know, he wasn't as dynamic as Deshaun was when he was thrown out there the first time. But I, I still think there's a big up arrow there. And if you're throwing in a guy, I'll take him. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure Darnold's been broken. He might have been. And, and, and but if, like I said, he'd be good for a year. Well, so Andy Dalton would be too. I mean, sure. you could go get that kind of guy. Uh, hell, Fitzy again. But the but the difference would be Sam Darnold would have some upside. Like it may be Sam Darnold outside of Adam Gase's hold is maybe a player. And we all thought Sam Darnold was at least we all thought Sam Darnold was better than what he's been. So you like to think that maybe there's still some upside to him. Yeah, I mean, getting out from Adam Gase is one reason to do it. Um. Because we saw what Tannehill became when he yep. got away from there, that's the only reason I could kind of look at him and say, "Yeah, maybe I give him a shot." But you know, he's also a USC quarterback, and we see how that plays out. Yeah. So, uh, back to the the Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen thing that we were talking about earlier. Stop acting like Allen doesn't have better weapons than Watson. Watson's top five. It's funny that's the te- that's Texans fans go to now is. He doesn't have any weapons. Like his entire career, he had one of the five best receivers in the NFL. The first year he doesn't, it's like, well, he doesn't have any weapons. Meanwhile, Josh Allen gets a gets a number one wide receiver for the first time in his career. Like, oh, he's got Stephon Diggs. That's why he's so good. Well, I mean, it, it sure didn't hurt, but it's also like somebody said yesterday, Josh Allen has the best receiver in the NFL. And I said, well, I can tell you this. No one before this season ever called Stephon Diggs the best receiver in the NFL. Stephon Diggs was a good receiver. Yeah. No one ever said Stephon Diggs is the best receiver in the NFL because Kirk Cousins couldn't make him the best receiver in the NFL. I, I think it's there's got to be some sort of a marriage there. Like it, it's well, it's all on the receiver or it's all on the quarter. Like it doesn't work that way. 
Well, and, and one other thing about this, you know, you're probably the same guy saying, oh, well, Will Fuller, Will Fuller. Yeah. And, and by the way, Brandon Cooks had a nice year, considering how much time he missed. Uh, that guy had a really good season for, you know, a, a, for a wide receiver. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't see how he doesn't have weapons. And I said, well, Watson made him better. Well, he's done okay in the past with Jared Goff and Drew Brees and uh, Tom Brady. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not buying that. You know, I mean, is Cole Beasley better than Randall Cobb? Probably he was this year, but Cobb missed half the season. So, who knows, man? That that's the thing. I mean, but I I don't think you can just say Watson had no weapons, and neither one of these teams had running games, so it's pretty easy to uh, compare them. So, um. Jameson was on the topic. Uh, if they traded Watson and didn't get a quarterback or draft one back, who is the top quarterback option so far for 2022? That That's where you start looking at guys. Keaton Slovis or, or Sam Howell. I, I, well, I'm saying that well, no, like I, it's a fact. Yeah. But, it, I mean, that's another question we can ask Lance when we get him in here. But I, I would guess Slovis and, and Howell are probably at the top of people's list right now. But, you know, that's... That's guesswork, real guesswork. Now yeah. you, you start projecting that. There's none of these guys are Trevor Lawrence, so you know. You, at this point, I think I'm okay not getting a quarterback back. Going with a veteran, drafting one of these Trask, Trasks or, or Jones as a project, and seeing if you got something there. But I think all those guys are going to go higher than I would take them, and that's always the case with quarterbacks. And not only is going with a veteran an option, but like. You know, there, there's, I mean, right now, Matt Stafford's available. Like, if you could trade one of the picks that you get from the from the Jets or the Dolphins for Matt Stafford, and you get Matt Stafford and a bunch of draft picks for Deshaun, that's yeah, pretty good. and a couple people have suggested that and, and asked if it's crazy, and it's not crazy. It, it, it's, uh, you could go and let's say, let's just hypothetically say you make the deal with the Jets, and you get four first-round picks out of the deal. And the Lions want one of those first-round picks for Matt Stafford. You give him the one at the end of the round. Deal. Done. Bring in Matt Stafford. Now, I I wouldn't wish this place on Matt Stafford. I'd really like him to go to someplace. <laughs> no, no, I mean it. Well, he's I, got a chance. Yeah, like Indy or, or Denver uh, or San Francisco. Man, you know, give that guy an opportunity at a place like that. That would be uh, that would be my hope for him. I I, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. You know, like Tua or, you know, somebody like that. But uh, but no, I mean, for, for a guy, because there's still time for things to get better for a guy like Tua. Matt Stafford's got a pretty small window here. I mean, I think you're probably looking at three years. Yeah. So he'll be 36. Yep. And he's got a lot of mileage. He's had some injury problems the last couple of years. So, yeah, give, give him a home. Give him a good home. This, I mean, honestly... If you're going to adopt a dog, you want it to go to a real family that's going to take care of it, to use your analogy, and not send it to Michael Vick. And this is what Houston is right now. All right, guys, if you're not on my bookie, now's the time. Uh, and, guys, we got all kinds of uh, hockey to play. We got NBA. We got uh, one last football game. There were fights over the weekend, soccer, all of it. And uh, you can check out their mobile-friendly Website and take advantage of a half deposit match up to $1,000. Just use the promo code radio when you make your first deposit. And I was I was playing on my bookie all weekend, played some horses. 
Uh, I was playing in-game on the, the football games yesterday. That did not go well. But the good thing is it's easy to deposit when that happens. You also get easy withdrawals. And that's mybookie.ag where you bet, you win, you get paid. Make sure you use promo code radio for your half deposit match up to $1,000. Mybookie.ag is the site we use here on ESPN 975. And if you want to get in on that, you've got all kinds of opportunities. Right now, three and a half. Chiefs favored by three and a half. If you want to jump in, now's the time to do it. Bet, win, get paid. Promo code radio. Mybookie.ag. My peers ain't popping. They don't know what's going wrong. Y'all well-dressed, but you ain't got soul, and you just can't sew it on. I'm trying to tell y'all boys. When it comes to sports betting, sportsmapbets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single-game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over-under, and more, sportsmapbets has all the info you need to make the best play. sportsmapbets.com Considering home improvements this year? New floors, a bathroom, or kitchen renovation. Did you know that Foundation Settlement can damage brand new floors and renovations? Ramjack of Texas wants to remind you that your foundation comes first. If you notice cracks in walls, cracks in brick, sloping floors, and misaligned doors and windows, foundation damage could be present. Don't ignore these signs. Your foundation is the very health of your home, and your foundation comes first. Putting off foundation repair can lead to more settlement underneath your home, and that can damage new floors, cabinets, and even countertops. Ramjack can help protect your investment with permanent, affordable solutions. Your foundation matters. A healthy foundation is a healthy home. Rely on Ramjack Foundation Repair for professional on-site evaluations and second opinions. Call 713-599-0102 or visit Ramjack.com. That's Ramjack.com. Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. That's why you can use an entire bottle to make buffalo chicken dip. The kind you might make for when you're watching the game at home. And maybe this year there's less people around to watch the game with. Yay! But that just means there's more dip. And it's all for you. Some of you may say, that's too much dip. But deep down in your heart of hearts, you know it isn't. So go ahead. Finish it. Frank's Red Hot don't judge. Frank's Red Hot. I put that sh on everything. Malcolm Gladwell. Podcaster, bestseller, philosophizer. Kevin Hart, comedian, author, motivator. Both of us on the new Audible. Audible's got everything. Podcasts. Got them. Audiobooks. Got them. Original series. Got them. All in one place. Wait a minute. Is an app a place? Mm, not in a literal sense, but you can literally download the Audible app to get started. That is figuratively mind-blowing. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Joining us now, the legend, Lance Erline. Maybe the greatest Lance on the planet since Lancelot. <laughs> what about Trey Lance? We'll find out. We'll find out. I'm not going to give him. Everyone. I'm not just going to give that up right now. Maybe Lance Blanks had me at one point, but not now. What about Lance Armstrong? Uh, you know, you got one more ball than him. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Lance Armstrong hurt his own cause on that one. I think I may have overtaken him. <sighs> okay, this is all natural, baby. Uh, well, I, I, 
I guess. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about, in fact, we've had a couple conversations. Like, I'd love to get Lance's thoughts on this. Uh, one, if the Texans were to do a deal to, to move Deshaun out, would it be important for them to get a, a, a quarterback in return? Like, and would a Sam Darnold have any interest for you? Or, or, I mean, Tua, I think, obviously still has some upside. But, like, Sam Darnold, just seeing if maybe in a different setting Sam still has some upside, would that be of, of interest to you at all? Yeah, yeah. I think um, Tua, Sam Darnold, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy is, I, I think, San Francisco is a place where Deshaun would want to go, could win quickly. And they've already got, you know, a chunk of money in the quarterback position. So it's not like the salary cap would just be wildly shaken by having Deshaun's, you know, soon-to-be salary cap number. Um, yeah, I, I think so, because you don't want to go in. With, you'd like to go in with a guy who's a starter right now. I think you'd like to do that. So I do think that, um, you know, don't bring up Matt Stafford, because this is, A, remember, Deshaun has to want to go somewhere mm-hmm. to, to release his no-trade clause, and that's definitely not going to be Detroit. But it would be New York. Well, I wouldn't think so, but I think uh, you know, I think people in Deshaun's team would love for him to go there because of the the money. Yeah, that's the guys who have you know guys who who are are part of this marketing team and agency recognize the amount of money they could make in New York if they have him. Uh, and and there's no question. I mean, a he's going to get hit by much larger much larger taxes. Yeah, so he's going to lose that. But the amount of advertising opportunities would go through the roof, and so he would make money there. Now, does he want to play winning football? He'd lose football? that H-E-B money. He'd lose H-E-B money Scott, big time. Scott ain't going to be up there. No, Dwayne Reed, but he may pick it up with <laughs> Dwayne Reed. But, um, you know, if he doesn't like this ownership group, I'm not sure he's going to like that ownership nope. group. Uh, you'd have to they, they would have to give up a tremendous package of picks in order to get Deshaun Watson. And then if that were to happen, he'd be stuck with kind of a situation he's in here where you you don't have a very good roster and you're trying to build it uh, without a bunch of draft picks. So I think, uh, I you know, I understand why their name's going to be mentioned a lot, but I think when it's all said and done, if he really wants a chance to win, I, I've never heard anyone say, I, I'm tired of this, I need to get somewhere with good ownership and a place where I can win like the Jets. Yeah, it doesn't make that sense. That isn't something that's been said. Well, but on, on the Stafford thing, though, if you make you make that deal with the Jets, you have draft picks to trade to trade a draft pick for Matt Stafford if you wanted to. What do you they mean? First like if you trade yeah, Deshaun to the Jets for four the first Dolphins rounders, and you get a yeah. bunch of firsts, right? You could trade one of those firsts to the Lions and get Matt Stafford. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to, you're taking on a a, a big. You know, you're you're giving it up for a guy who is going to be. Although, I think. For Matt Stafford, maybe a first and third is probably what you're looking at. I think, you know, for San maybe Francisco, what two, three years of him. That's what I'm saying. I, that's not where Houston is right now. Um, they're not a Matt Stafford away. That's going to be San Francisco. That's going to be the Colts. That's going to be Pittsburgh. Denver. That's going to be maybe New England. That's going to be potentially Denver. Yeah, I mean, those are the teams that I would expect. Um, but I mean, the ones that make the most sense really are Pittsburgh, New England, the Colts. And I guess the 49ers, and that's that's probably about it for you know you could you could argue some other places you know one of the places that the people are talking about is the Rams because there's an issue with yeah. Goff and, and McVeigh I guess so maybe a, a heads up you know player for player trade and then throw in whatever draft picks you need to make but uh, 
I think I think where it's going to be interesting to see with Deshaun Watson on the market, but now Matt Stafford, that's not the best thing in the world for the Texans. Right. You don't, although, you know, the where the two guys could go might be totally different, but I do think that, um, I think that with, with the draft picks, I don't know. I, I'm starting to feel like Fields, I don't think Fields is going to be the, the second quarterback off the board from Ohio State. I think it's either going to be Wilson or maybe even Lance. I think Trey Lance is going to move up. When you think about your options there, the idea of getting Matt Stafford or getting, you know, for, for like the Dolphins, if they really wanted a quarterback, if they didn't believe in Tua. Um, they could draft one. Well, they could, but I still think you're in a little bit of a holding pattern. If you want to win right now, and that's just you shouldn't have gotten Tua if you if you weren't sold on Tua. You need to try to develop Tua. I think so, Miami. too. They're just kind of. I think the guy didn't have an offseason. He had a major injury. I mean, if you don't, if you're not developing him, then go get the ready-made product in Deshaun Watson, right? And then give us all of our picks back. Yeah, but just to make it where it doesn't hurt so much, just to get your picks back, you know, ask for Xavier Howard at cornerback. Try to get your hands on a guy like um, uh, like Christian Wilkins at defensive tackle. Well, Xavier Howard, who's who wants to get paid somewhere besides Miami. Right. So maybe it ends up working out. Yeah. No, I mean, that's. I, I do think that anybody that the Texans, instead of just trading for picks, because everyone talks about, well, if you get the second or third pick, those are concepts. Tell me who they're picking, because then you're saying Deshaun Watson's being traded for, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson and this player, and all of a sudden you don't like it as much, but you like it when it's, you get the second or third pick. Right. But they're going to be players. It's going to be somebody. It's not just going to be this nebulous concept. It's going to be a real person. So, Unless you're the Patriots and you keep flipping them into more picks. Yeah, and listen, it's not the worst idea in the world for the Texans to move so back either. in this draft. They need a lot. And, and bring up, some, you know, get more picks. But if you make a trade and you get a guy like Xavier Howard back, oh my gosh, you just you got one of the, the top three cornerbacks in, in pro football, top three or four. So that's the kind of stuff that can build your roster back up quickly. Here's a, uh, a crazy hypothetical we, we broached today. If the Jags called you, and said, we will give you the first pick for Deshaun straight up. At this point, where the, where the Texans are with Trevor Deshaun, Lawrence, yeah. you have to do it, right? I think you have to because you you reset at a much cheaper number. Um, Matt, I, that doesn't mean that Trevor Lawrence is going to necessarily be better than Deshaun. There's definitely no lock to that. No. But he's a good quarterback. He's talented. You reset on a rookie number for another four to five years, which is just a major, major deal when it comes to building the team. It gives you – now, you're not adding any other draft capital, but it does give you more room free agency-wise mm-hmm. to make moves over the next uh, two or three years. So you could rebuild it. You could rebuild it a lot quicker when you're on a rookie deal. Downside, Deshaun, Fred Brinch and Deshaun would be in division. In now. division, and he would try to murder you every chance yeah. he got. And it's that's a, that's a lot to do. I don't – you know, I think the Colts would give up four number ones for him. I think the, uh, uh, the Tennessee Titans, if they had their way, would give up draft picks for him. I th- but the Texans can't deal them to the Colts. There's no way. No ma- Even if they offered a five first-round picks, they're going to be late first. What, what value yeah. is that, you know, realistically? So, um, and I, you know, you'd almost rather see him go to a team like the Jets. We're like, well, see you later. Well, and we were just talking, I mean, are, is his situation any different? Are the Jets going to go from two and fourteen to to twelve and four? No, because they, they the might Jets, go to six wins. I mean, 
Deshaun played great this year, and they won four games. Let me tell you, I think that whole – I do think there is part of Deshaun that would love the, the spotlight and the shine, but he's also a major competitor. I just don't know how he would do with, with a six-win team. Like, if it took them – let's say the Jets were headed in the right direction, but heading in the right direction meant two more seasons of less than eight wins – I just think that would get extraordinarily old for him. And anybody who has him has to understand that when his contract's up, there's a decent chance he could bolt if he doesn't think he can win with you. Because he can get his money wherever, I would think. All right. I want you to be uh, the voice of reason because maybe I'm not. Uh, I said last night, you know, no matter what happened with the Bills, the Bills, the Bills were not the better team. But I said Josh Allen's a top-five quarterback because someone said Josh Allen shrunk in the moment. He's a mix of Matt Schaub and David Carr. And I said, that's ridiculous. He's a top-five quarterback now. It, do you see Josh Allen as that? And if you could have one guy or the other, Deshaun Watson or Josh Allen? Probably a little lean to Deshaun, um, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not out on Josh Allen at all. Josh Allen ran into a very good Steve Spagnuolo created um, a scheme that really put him in a bind where he didn't have the deep ball options that he usually has. And I think they forced him into throws he didn't like. And that's that's why a good defense coordinator is so important because they take they study what you do well and they yeah. take it away in the postseason. And I think Josh Allen ran into a huge learning opportunity for him. He was not ready to be in that kind of game yet, and that happens to young quarterbacks a lot. Uh, I mean, I think he was he was ready on paper, but when the when the moment came – and he had some coverages that he didn't like. I don't think – I mean, the Bills lost their cool along the offensive line at different times. Of course, Chris Jones got away with a lot too. He and Feliciano were scrapping the whole game. But uh, I think Josh Allen's going to be fine. I think that was a great learning experience. It's the same thing Lamar Jackson had happened to him against the Titans. A similar thing happened with Josh Allen yesterday where he's like, what the crap I don't even think this? Josh played that poorly besides nah. the sacks. The sacks were brutal. He was hanging up. Then that's how you knew they had him confused because he was holding it for so long. It's usually not a problem for him. Yeah, and, and he held it and held it. And then there was a couple times he almost ran out of bounds and just barely got rid of the it. The Seahawks did the same thing to him early. And now they beat the Seahawks, so it ended up not mattering. But the Seahawks did the same. Like they flustered him. Yeah. Uh, this time the, the other side of the ball was just too good. So yeah. the, Well, the whole key is going to be how do you – how do you do, like, other teams are going to, whatever is on tape now, they're going to throw at him. The same way Lamar Jackson saw a lot of different coverages. And you see how his passing went way downhill this year. So how is Josh Allen going to play chess or, or box or well, the difference strike? Is, he's got a counter punch now. They're going to punch him, and he's got to have a counter ready for that same coverage scheme that, they, that he just saw. The difference is Josh is a, a, a better passer than Lamar. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no question. Like, so, and, so and when, think, they, when they solved Lamar... And they said, okay, we're not going to let you run on us anymore. Now what are you going to do? Well, and he doesn't have a running game to fall back on, and he, and he has better wide receivers than Lamar, too. So, yeah. I mean, they're totally different. They're, they're different situations because I think Greg Roman did. And by the way, it's a little strange to me that Greg Roman is not getting um, a lot of discussion about head coaching. Well, when you look at his background and what he's done with quarterback. Well, last question. Do you feel like the Texans are now under pressure to hire a black head coach? Oh, yeah. It's, there, it is going to be a black head coach. Is, I mean, is it because he's a black head coach, or is it because the best candidate happens to be black? I don't like, know who the best If Eric Bieniemy and Leslie Frazier say no, are they going to hire Jim Caldwell just yes. because he's black? Yes. Does that not like blow your I, mind? I don't, I don't love it. I, I want, and, you know, and I've got friends in the, in the league who are black who don't, they don't love this feeling like they have to, you know, you have to get handouts like a third round 
you know, well, if we leave that team, a team gets a third rounder because we went to another team for being a black uh, head coach or, or uh, you know, I think general they get two manager. Third rounders, don't they? Well, I don't know. You might get two. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you might. And might. that's that's the other side of this thing. The the Chiefs and the Bills are oh, the, the two Chiefs best teams in the AFC. The, come on. The two best teams in the AFC right now are yeah. looking at getting two supplemental third round draft picks for losing a coach. Well, I don't, you know, I don't, yeah. Um, I, I, I want the best candidate to be hired. It doesn't mean those guys who are black aren't the best candidates. I don't know who the best candidates are because I haven't, you know, sat in on the meetings. Right. I think that uh, Eric Bieniemy is, is, it wouldn't shock me if he's kind of done with this whole thing and he'll just wait until next year because this is not a great spot to be in with Deshaun not being here. Caldwell, I think, would take whatever. Well, um, yeah, I would. Yeah, and then but, like imagine like Leslie Frazier and Eric Bieniemy say no, and now you've got to choose between. And Matt Eberflus is like, you know what? I'll take the gig. And then like, well, we're gonna hire Jim Caldwell instead. Like, you're not really, but you're not hearing Eberflus's name anymore, and uh, you're not really hearing it. You haven't seen it the last couple of days. I do think that the name. I, I think Leslie Frazier, who is a Bob Lamont client as well, uh, along with Nick Casario, that's the one that will make a lot Beautiful. of sense. More yeah. good old boys. No, it'll be, yeah, it'll be it's just ridiculous. All three guys stacked up, and Tim Kelly, uh, offensive uh, coordinator, will stay. Bob Lamont, client, also. Is that? Do you think that the reason why they'd prefer a defensive coach is so they can keep Tim Kelly? Um, I think they're going to keep Tim Kelly regardless. But I think they want a guy with a certain demeanor. In other words, not Bill O'Brien demeanor. And if you look at Jim Caldwell and Leslie Frazier, oh, that's that's perfect. I mean. These guys are very calm, very professional. I think that's the kind of guy they would love to have in the building. All right. What's your percentage on how confident you are that Deshaun will be here next year right now? Uh, I'd say yes, about 40%. Yes, 40, no 60? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's changed over the last three days. All right. That's Lance Erline. Hear him on the bench. But Monday 100% Friday, you'll hear head coach before Friday. Hundred percent. Yeah. Lock. I think no, I mean that's eighty percent. Eighty percent. That's eighty percent that we'll have a head coach named here in Houston within the next uh by Friday. All right. And then you'll hear and then as soon as that happens, there will be more lyrics that are tweeted out by Sean. Yes. That's a hundred percent. Can't wait. All, All right. right. That's Lance Erline. Appreciate it, Lance. We're gonna take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five. You're listening to The Blitz. Lock and roll, boys. On ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5's Market Scoreboard Report. Presented by Texas Citizens Bank. Stocks finished mixed today with the Dow coming off its worst levels after having tumbled about 300 points but finishing down 37, while the S&P and NASDAQ advanced to new all-time highs. The S&P up 13 to 38.55 and the NASDAQ rallying 93 to 13,635. Some of the big stay-at-home technology stocks, which are reporting earnings this week, got a boost and helped propel the NASDAQ higher. Now, the small cap Russell 2000 pulled back a bit, down a third of a percent. The market also seeing some really wild swings and stocks like GameStop, where a lot of games have actually been played with the price of the stock. It soared to $159 a share, dropped to $61, meant back to $70. A lot of mechanical and technical trading strategies being used 
to move that stock around. A lot of day traders, individual traders, making big moves in some of these smaller stocks of late. Oil prices up 54 cents to 52.81 a barrel. Gold down a dollar 70 to 18.54. The dollar firming up just a bit. Interest rates dropped today uh, as the stock market was a little bit uncertain and shaky throughout the session, ending the 10-year note with a yield of 1.03 percent. ESPN 97.5's Market Scoreboard Report was presented by Texas Citizens Bank, the official bank of ESPN 97.5. The holidays aren't over. Not a chance thing for they're not. They got the holiday sales event still going on. If you're looking for a truck, you got the 2020 F-150 four-door STX 29999 or 499 a month with zero down. Or $10,000 off on a 2020 F-150 XLT crew cab with no dealer add-ons. Drive in, shop online. They can deliver right to your door at ChastangFord.com. Or get to them. The dealership is on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead. It's Chastang Ford. Business owners and project managers, when it comes to your buildings and their roofing systems, let Fitz Roofing bid on your next commercial roofing project. Fitz Roofing is a professional commercial roofer you can trust. Learn more at FitzRoofing.com. That's F-I-T-Z Roofing.com. I'm Jerome Solomon of Houston Sports Show. I'm Lauren Leal, the star of Houston Sports Show. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Check us out every Sunday morning at 9 here on ESPN 97.5. We'll kick off your football Sunday with some fun, laughter, jokes, and maybe some sports. Don't miss us every Sunday. For DIY projects, you know the Home Depot's always in your corner. Now with our mobile app, it can also be in the palm of your hand. With digital tools like image search, snap a picture of something, it'll recognize it and serve up product suggestions in seconds. And our product locator will check availability and lead you right to it. The Home Depot mobile app. Download it today to get started. Only from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's that time of year again when you never know what the weather will bring. O'Reilly Auto Parts has everything you'll need to be prepared. Right now, save $10 on two Trico Titan wiper blades. Plus, we'll even install them for free. Experienced improved visibility in all weather conditions with long-life wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Shout out to Grover and friends who sent us a video of his kid saying back on The Blitz. That's pretty cool. Talks like a baby, though. Well, he's a little guy. Oh. He's very tiny. Oh, so, so he is a baby. Yeah. Why so, in that weird seat? Yeah, you know they they have those for, for little know, kids. Whatever reason. Uh, before we get to the gym, let's uh, let's squeeze in a call from Larry real quick because he wants to weigh in on the Texans head coach. What's up, Larry? Hey, um, obviously uh, uh, Andy Reid's a better play caller than uh, Bill O'Brien. I'm just wondering though, everyone's so high on Eric Bieniemy, and he may wind up being a really good coach. We don't know, um, but. Andy Reid calls the plays in Kansas City, and the enemy is the quote-unquote offensive coordinator. And in Houston, you had Tim Kelly as the offensive coordinator with O'Brien calling the plays. And 
I'm just wondering how similar the situations are, and can uh, we we don't know if Eric Bieniemy will have trouble with timeouts, challenges, clock management, that type of thing. Well, he's a first-time um, coach. I mean, there's there's no way of knowing that at all. With any any candidate who's a first-time coach, you're not going to know that. And I don't see the similarities because I'd rather have the guy from the offense that's uh, the best in the league versus an offense that's never been top ten. Well, here's the other question that you've you've got to ask. Like, if they're so committed to keeping Tim Kelly, and and they denied the Titans even talking to him, if they're so committed to keeping Tim Kelly, if they hire Eric Bieniemy, who calls the plays? Eric Bieniemy or Tim Kelly? Because, I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. So, it, so Eric Bieniemy's ability to call plays may not even matter. Yeah, but what he'd also be doing is designing a new offense. Yes. That's what they use in Kansas City and putting in those plays and putting in situational plays. All, all of those are part of the job. And, I mean, I prefer a guy who calls plays and has success doing it. But, I mean, there have been guys that have come out of that system that have had a lot of success. And, you know, some of them, a couple of years removed, but... You know, obviously the guys who are there learn quite a bit and do a good job. So, I mean, uh, they're fair questions to bring up, but they're questions that need to be brought up about any coach who's a first-time head coach. And, okay, how's clock management going to work for Jim Caldwell, who had some issues with that before, uh, as did Leslie Frazier? Are they going to be better this time? You've even got questions there as well. All right, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Jim of the Day. The gem of the day. It's the gem of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gem of the day. Well, we have uh, we go to uh, Sonora, Mexico. Sonora, see, si. where uh, a woman has been jailed after stabbing her husband several times. And you know, okay, that that on the surface, not that big a deal. She thought she found photos of him with a younger woman. Um, which she did. The younger woman was her. I saw this. Uh, yeah. Poor Juan apparently convinced his wife. He digitized the old snapshots to store on his cell phone because she was skinny and presumably attractive back then. Uh, look, judging from the photos, she's neither at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's being detained by authorities pending charges because she looked at the photo and thought it was another woman. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Doesn't not me, but uh, other, not other me, people. not me, and I consider us the best of us. Okay, well, oh so, yeah. But uh, anyway, that is your Zadok Jewelers gym of the day. The gym of the day, it's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. So I always joke with my wife is that you know she used to be really attractive when we first got together. And you used to call her the hot Canadian. Yeah. Now, now you just call her the Canadian. Yeah, she's just a Canadian. <laughs> but then she says, you were never hot, so there. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You've been ugly as long as I've known you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably been a little longer than that. But, oh, well. All right. So uh, one thing I want to get to next hour, fairly early, if it's okay with you. I want to I talk about the uh, mixed martial arts extravaganza that you were not able to watch. and uh, get into that a little bit. Uh, I'd like to get into that, too. One of the few things I did right this weekend, 
had a pretty decent bet on Poirier to win. Yeah. Uh, and after listening to you last week, and it worked out. Good, man. It's one of the few things it did. I, I hit that in a couple horse bets. I didn't bet any fights. I would have won money had I bet had I bet the fights. So you did I what I did with the hockey together. for a few days. I yeah. sat back, and, I, and the, the first card of the year, I would have lost money again. So I was like, nope, not doing it, not doing it. And there was, I mean... Listen, this is if you if you don't believe me that whatever picks I put on pregame I'm actually playing myself, just know this when Conor McGregor fights, I can sell 300 packages on of for the UFC at 25 bucks a pop. It, it, not even it, without even a worry. I didn't post a package on pregame because I don't feel good about what I was doing. So and I'm not and I wasn't betting it myself. I could have made free money off of that thing. But I, it's not right because I'm not, I'm not betting it. I don't give out what I don't bet, and I wasn't going to do it then. Now I kind of regret not taking, you know, not yeah. taking that swing. But, yeah, well, that's. Uh, but I wasn't betting. That's how you should do it. I mean, I, you don't you don't throw a bunch of picks on there that you're not going to play. No, that's what that's what other people do, and we shame them for it. That's right. All right, I got to tell you guys about TGS insurance. You know what I shame people about? Paying too much for homeowners insurance, like a bunch of stupid dummy idiots. Yeah, I used to be that. But now I'm really smart. You know why? Because I sent a text. I texted the word money to 232323. And they replied back and said, hey, what's your address? I sent that to them. 15 seconds, my phone blew up with a quote, a firm, excellent insurance quote, great coverage. And I saved $1,000, $1,000 a year on my homeowner's insurance. The average customer saving 900 Graham down the hall saved twenty six hundred bucks a year. So not everybody's going to save a thousand. Some people are going to save five hundred. Maybe you don't save anything, and then you know what? You can just ignore their text and not because there's no obligation. You can just say, "Well, not interested." Bye. But what do you have to lose? They'll take care of the back end. They'll get you out of your old policy, get you refunded on it, and start you saving now. Text the word money to twenty three twenty three twenty three. Start saving today with TGS Insurance. Bitch, but you're so good on my top of it when I dream. I'm doing you all night. ESPN 97.5.